0: OTM Radio Entrepreneurs on the move, We shape the life for a better tomorrow
1: What's going on? My name is Stephen Knight and you're listening to the Steven Knight show. Mm-hmm. I know we you broke your heart, he rolling like you play. You know I'm coming over to
0: make sure I'm okay. You don't have to wait. I'ma take away, promise it you make know
1: Girl, I'm on my way. Welcome to the Stephen Knight Show here on EOTM Radio. I want to thank you uh, for joining us, as always. We'll be discussing the latest in entertainment news, sports, fashion, and movie reviews. Now, tonight we welcome Ismail Richards, who has an inspiring book, Rising Out the Ashes of Depression. Plus, we're joined by Switzerland R&B sensation Kareem. You definitely don't want to miss uh, the discussion. As always, you can call us your questions and comments. The number is 718. 664-6543. Again, that's 718 You can also join us in chat. There's a link in our Facebook page. But first, Ms. Parker, how are you doing? Sorry, actually, I just got to mention Ms. Parker wasn't on yet. You know, she's usually tardy, so she'll join us later. Hello? Anyway, are you on?
2: Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I apologize. <laughs> no. How are you doing? What's going on? Happy Monday.
1: Happy Monday. We survived it. Listen, yeah. I, was, uh, I was on your, uh, your Facebook page. The, you told me about it, but I, I, I didn't know it was this weekend. You did something very awesome this weekend. Tell us about your weekend.
2: I did Tough Mudder, um, which is something I've been training for for about a year now. Uh, and am not really sure if I was going to go through with it because it's, it's a growing 11 miles and 17 obstacle courses. Um, that includes jumping off of a ledge and swimming and' jumping mm. into a ice uh, an ice tank just just foolishness, but um uh, i'm always up for a challenge and it was uh, uh a good way to kind of challenge myself um did it with a team that I train with on Tuesday. they're part of the um the lifestyle gym that I go to so uh just really great people great energy um, it was certainly uh an uh inspiring uh accomplishment for me but mm-hmm.
3: right? mm-hmm.
2: um with a a little bit of a heavy heart my uh friend Se
3: yeah.
2: and I found out um uh the night before um so definitely praying for her and her family and then I definitely had them in mind throughout the race
1: exactly and and our condolences to her family I saw that, and I was devastated because we i just saw him you know i said what was it the Super Bowl party?
2: Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl party mm, yeah. was there. Um, was looking forward to uh, to seeing him soon, and he just recently got his uh, his certification as a personal trainer. So she's wow. devastated. Her her family is devastated. The funeral tomorrow. So definitely keep them in your prayers, that mm-hmm. um, in your thoughts. That you know they find comfort and, and somehow is able to get through it together.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. prayers are with her and her family. Yeah. So um, how was the rest of your weekend outside of that?
2: Um, I couldn't move after 11 miles and 70 obstacles, but <laughs> I uh, I was able to pull myself together a little bit today, and um, and I went to the gym and did a little bit of cardio and legs, but my entire okay. upper body still hurts. Um, so I haven't been able to do too much, and
1: right, but yeah. it was good.
2: It was a good weekend.
1: Yeah, my weekend was pretty good. I did do a whole lot. I did a uh, workout, and that you know went out to eat with some friends at some point, but uh, I want to. I don't have all the details, but I'll be performing at this fashion show. It's a fashion show and entertainment mixer next Saturday. Um, I don't know the location because I haven't been going to rehearsals. <laughs> but uh, and so I got a call. Are you doing the show?
2: Cause yeah, I'm What's you mean?
1: Well, all right. Here's the thing. I thought the rehearsal was Saturday, so I'd act, after, You know, I got up early, I went exercised, and um, and then I uh, I went to about to go to the shower so I could get ready for the sh- for the rehearsal. And then I looked at my email to see where they were holding it and I saw was actually Sunday. And so, you know, Sunday, you know, I start getting anxiety about Mondays. So, so I was like, I'm not spending my Sunday in a rehearsal. Well, oh my gosh, uh, Stephen, you're
2: going to have to figure out a way to not allow the fact that Monday is coming up to interrupt no, your weekend. That's just well, beyond anything.
1: No, I wanted to enjoy my Sunday, that's the thing, and I wanted to enjoy it at rehearsal because the thing is, I don't feel like I need to go to a rehearsal for that. It's one thing, if, um, because it's, I'm not walking or anything, I'm performing. And, you know, I rehearse, I rehearse all the time, you know. Um, and then also they're having a sound check an hour before the, the show. So I'll be able to rehearse okay. there. You know what I mean? So okay. I didn't feel like I really need to go, but but he called me.
2: So it's going to, be... he called you mm-hmm. in what?
1: That's when I'm still in the show. Because so I've been in a rehearsal. Or had to run some kind of game. But I'll be there. I'll definitely be there Saturday. Look forward to it. I'm singing my new single, X XR theme song, on my way. My new single, which is coming out later in May, uh, I'll be performing that song for the first time live. So I look forward to that. But um, I'm opening the show. We're opening the show, so it's a big deal. I'm excited about it. But um, awesome. you can go to you can go to um, my Facebook page or my website, Stephen night Music dot for more information on how you can uh, get your tickets and, and, and uh, show support for the entertainment and fashion world here in the
2: And what date
1: again? This on
2: Saturday.
1: This Saturday. Mm-hmm. Let me just come up there. Okay. So, uh, let's see. Adam, Chiquet, what's going on?
4: Hello, hello. Hey, what's
1: how's going on, Chiquet?
4: Hey, Miss Parker.
1: Hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so, what's going
5: on? Um, not too much with me. I'll uh kind of start us off with the movie I saw this yeah, week. I
2: didn't hey, hear you.
5: <laughs> I was like I, I spoke a little low well. but uh I'm here, don't worry. Awesome. <laughs> um, I saw Transcendence, which came out actually not this past weekend, but I think the weekend before. And it's the uh Johnny Depp movie about this uh scientist who's working on some kind of AI system and um Basic premise is he gets uh, shot, and the only way to kind of keep him alive is moving his his self or his conscious into this computer system, and um, it goes along with that, Um, so it was an interesting movie. It's, uh, the premise was kind of cool. It uh, reminds me of a lot of uh, I've seen sci-fi episodes like this, uh, like transferring your uh, physical form into a computer and then he connects to the Internet and he kind of becomes all-knowing and kind of can control things and things like that. Uh, it was a little all over the place, but the visual is really nice. It's uh, done well. You know, Johnny Depp does a great job. Morgan Freeman's in it does a great job. Uh, there's a lot of great acting in it. Uh, just the story's a little all over the place. But um, worth watching. I think it's a rental, though, uh, in my personal opinion. I don't know um, if you want to spend, you know, 10 bucks to go see it in the theater. But Johnny Depp is good, as usual. So, um, yeah. And luck would have it, Adam and I
4: saw the same movie.
5: Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. High high.
4: <laughs> so, for me... It, It strikes a a little different chord with me just simply because I I ultimately think that technology is going to be the end of us. So this movie falls in lines of what I think is going to happen in our future anyway. Um, You know, the fact that he put his consciousness inside of the computer, and I'm sure that we've, we've all seen these movies where computers basically take over everything because we've fixed it so that computers control everything. I mean, if you mm-hmm. think about it, you know, we have alarm systems that are tied into our power, which are tied into um, uh, the way we run our home, you know, it's tied into the electricity. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. seen that, but even Comcast has a whole situation where you can basically control your home by remote control. I That's a very scary thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this whole movie and the premise of it, you know, struck a chord with me just because I think that we are going down that... Room anyway so I give it a thumbs up I kind of agree with Adam though you could save it for you know home and a DVD but it's definitely a good watch it, it makes you think
5: yeah and it looks awesome I think uh, whoever the director was uh, which actually he's, he works with Christopher Nolan on movies he, he got the visuals right because it definitely looked impressive
1: hmm hmm
5: okay well, anything coming out that you're looking forward to Spider Man Well, you know
4: we're we're approaching May, so this is the launch of summer movies.
5: Okay.
4: Uh, like Spider-Man Adam is. just mentioned, Spider Man and X Men, mm-hmm. and Thank those God, are going God. to be the kickoffs. Yeah, okay. it'll,
5: be, okay. it'll be it'll be it'll be a good May. Good May, good May for movie uh, viewers,
1: <laughs> movie viewers out
3: yeah.
1: All right, guys. Well, as always, we appreciate you. Have a great week, okay?
4: Thank you. Absolutely.
1: All right. Hey Ron, what's going on? Aaron, what's going on? Aaron, what going
6: up? On? What up? What up? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here.
1: I'm here. I know you're there.
6: How, how you feeling? I'm good, man. Um, just hey, Miss Parker, y'all. I, man, I was so tired today, man. I was dozing off on the dang on metro train today, coming home from,
1: wow. from from work. Long day.
6: I'm telling you, long day studying for final exams tomorrow and mm. writing twenty five page papers and it's, it's
1: Wow it's yeah it's
6: intense. It's getting
1: That's there. A cool life. Well, yeah. we we know everyone's talking about uh Donald Sterling. What what are your thoughts mm. on, on that whole situation?
6: All right. Well before I actually mention that I wanna um give my heartfelt condolences to the uh Ramsey family doctor Mm-hmm. dr jack ramsey who um who is a true legend in the world of of basketball he um mm-hmm. passed away today at the age of eighty nine I've heard yeah. this man's name since I was like a little bitty boy dr jack ramsey did not know who this man was but i but 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 I, but i always heard heard that name so I actually thought that he was the one that invented Basketball, of course, he wasn't, but I was mm-hmm. that he was when, whenever went back back when I was, back when I was a kid. So again, um, shout out to uh, Dr. to Dr. Ramsey and his family. All right,
3: Thank you. Um,
6: yeah. So back back to this whole Sterling thing, man. It's hey, I, what mm, it's it's. Uh, mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
6: I know. You know, it's 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 just wow. It's it's heavy. It's heavy. I mean, this man. You know, and and I and I'm sure that this man is, has probably smiled in Magic Johnson's face and like, mm-hmm. oh, Magic's one of my great friends. She probably bragged, bragged about him mm-hmm. knowing Magic Johnson and 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 and, and everything and. And then to just talk about him like a dog like that, I mean.
1: Well, it wasn't even talking about him. It was talking about. I'm just talking about different.
6: that particular part. Just well, mm-hmm. he kind of was, and you know, I mean, it was it was heavier heavier than Magic, but Magic was kind of the catalyst of it, like because of right. the picture that,
1: how that the girlfriend
6: yeah. was. With
2: well, this, with this particular conversation, obviously, you know, obviously, um, from the from listening to the entire tape, obviously he had warned her prior to that. So oh, what yeah. happened? But the the tape is very long. CNN played it yeah. all night. Night.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, what happened was supposedly he had someone watching her Instagram. So every time she posts a picture of her and another celebrity and a celebrity at the Clippers game, um, this conversation somehow comes up, and that's mm-hmm. why he's I don't want to keep having the same conversation with you. People are to keep telling me that you keep posting pictures with blacks. So the Ma- magic Johnson thing was something that um was one of the conversations. I think that's when she decided to go ahead and just start taping it because it was getting out of hand. Um right. I don't mean to cut off, I know that. I think maybe your segment and my segment could probably merge at this point. Yeah,
3: but
7: yeah,
2: absolutely. I this a little bit too. But mm-hmm. I think I, I don't racism doesn't does surprise me. Um yeah. I guess I guess because I know there is hate out there it's sad but it doesn't apply to so me. I think what disturbs me about this guy is I feel like his racism is his hate it comes from a very evil place. He reminds mm-hmm. me of slave owner mentality where you sleep with a black woman. Back in the slavery days, you know, read your history book, they would sleep with black women, have children with black women and and kill those black women's husbands and even sleep with their own children. Like that's yeah, a mentality mm-hmm. where you hate black people so much, but you are laying down with a black woman, which his girlfriend is, because so Mistress yep. is black. Mm-hmm. You're laying down with a black woman, and you are you will sell her offspring, kill her husband, kill her entire family, but claim to love her. That right. to me, that's evil. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the type of mentality he has. He sees no wrong with that with that concept of I love you. <laughs> So I don't have any, I don't have to love anything that's
6: attached to you. Exactly, and that's making really. and making billions of dollars off the backs of black men. So it's it's kind of like, like, like the uh, like black men in the fields, your bucks, so to speak, out there working, uh, making he all your like money, doing them
2: a favor. and he you like them he with doing the black favor, women. Right.
6: Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: He said because she said you have a team full of um, black players, and he said. Well, I give them clothes, I give them cars, I give them homes. Where do you think they get all this from? It's from me,
6: right? Which is I so mean, backwards because actually, he's getting his money off of them. They're not, you know. It's, it's this man needs to go. I just, yeah. The the and that's not. I mean, that's not the. This is not the first time that he's
3: uh-huh. done
6: this kind of stuff. You know, the the, yeah. the entire um, apartment. Situation where he mm-hmm. had to pay yep. the uh, largest lawsuit at, at the time, or whether yeah, it's he he, to refused, he
2: he refused to lease and rent to um to non-white
6: minorities, but, right? The
2: history of him saying this stuff, and I think mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up too. One of my friends brought a really good a really good uh, uh point that you know the NWCP had awarded him an award about a year ago, and the NWCP the wow. award when he has a history it happened, yeah. it hasn't happened once or twice anybody's right. a good man and see that he has a history of racism mm-hmm. so why do you why do you award somebody like that NWCP should have enough researcher to have enough knowledge yeah. to who they're right. awarding but, my, but this is what my friend my friend said. whoever whoever uh, uh, holds the money holds your finances controls you so even the NWA. He is being controlled by racism and racist people.
6: Exactly. They can't retain
2: back because they're being controlled by people who are giving them money,
6: that's exactly. the only reason they
2: awarded him. Is because he 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 uh, he he was sponsoring some charity in the hood that they that they are a part of or somehow involved with. But you didn't uh, check out to see who he is.
6: Exactly. Exactly. And. Now, and okay. he's also getting a tax—I'm sure—a um, a, um, tax a tax break off of the I, fact I, that he's supporting that break. charity. So he's you know, he's companies. doing that for a business yeah. expense. I, yeah, it I wasn't know. like he wanted to do that because uh, he loves you know that cause. He was he, doing it because it helped his bottom line. Point line exact. period. He who,
2: he who controls yes. your finances controls you, and I found that yes. very sad. That they the, the NWT the is rushing you, somewhere. You, that they were given an award to a racist, and it was that easy to find out that he was a racist. Right. Yeah.
6: By google Yeah.
2: Quick question. Just so, Google him. So, what? What should? Because obviously he owns the, the team, so the NBA can't really
1: uh, punish him. Right. What, what what how should he be punished? What What can be done really to to you know to get back at him or to you know?
2: To they make can't. Him, or they can force, to, force like, him out. They can force yeah. him out. They can force him out because the premise of being an NBA team owner, you have to follow some moral codes. And okay. there are some documents that you sign saying that all of these things, that you are going to follow these moral codes. You can be forced out, and he should be. Yeah, he, well,
1: he would have to sell the team. I guess force him to sell the team. Is that what
6: right. Is? Okay, okay. Yeah, because wow. um, I believe that, um, like, if, if, the overwhelmingly, the overwhelming majority of the owners in the league, I guess, if they was to vote for him to have to be, you know, asked whatever. I'm, there, I'm sure, just like Miss Miss Parker said, there has to be some kind of clause or something dealing with morals and, and ethics, and um, that that an owner could be forced out or.
2: But if the league keeps the, uh, the players and the, and the fans certainly can. If the players refuse to play the fans
6: play, can do it, right. Just don't yeah. support the team.
2: Just don't buy any products. The players can get their contract uh, amended. Um, they they can refuse to play and then also the yeah. fans don't show up. Yeah,
7: yeah. And lose
1: sponsors, sponsors. Sponsors are already leaving. start pulling
6: yeah. out. They've already start pulling yeah. out. Some of the sponsors. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
6: absolutely. Absolutely. Um But this also tells you this man's character, I mean, which a lot of people, I think, kind of, they might brush over it, but kind of lightly, this man was was just blatantly flaunting his mistress around. This Mm -hmm. man's married, you know, and he just has his girlfriend. It was like everyone knew that he had this girlfriend while he's married. And I just found it also fascinating to me that his wife is suing the girlfriend because her husband spent money from their Crazy. business on Crazy. this girl's gift right. I'm like why are mm-hmm. you suing the girlfriend that's that's so vindictive and and it kind of tells you the kind of people that they are him and his wife you know well especially him because he shouldn't have even cheated on his wife I mean that's just a whole moral marriage thing but the fact that his wife on top of that would sue her mm-hmm. I just yeah it's it's all just disturbing. It's uh, and then this man, for him to not like black people, he has one of the darkest tans I've seen on a <laughs> person. I mean, he's brown to the max. Yeah, yeah.
3: And so well, I mean, he also uh,
1: what was gonna say uh, I'm about the train of thought. Oh, the last game that they had, uh, he didn't. He he agreed not to show up. But oh, so his
6: wife that.
1: showed.
6: His wife was there. His wife says she still came to the game. Yeah, which I thought was kind of yeah. interesting. She anyway. should have been there. I, I just yeah. She she needs to have like several seats too. Um, <laughs> they they it's they he needs to sell. Go ahead sell sell this team because this is not going anywhere. This it's is going to get worse for him and the Clippers before it it gets better. That game that the Clippers played yesterday that um they just got blown out. Mm-hmm. By the Warriors, their minds and their hearts were not in the game. You can see it. You can yeah. just see it. They, I think that they are their psyche is just shot right now. They are done, and yeah. and it's so sad because they're such a great team. The Clippers to me were really just going to be doing big things this year. Like they could have been that surprise. NBA Finals team coming mm-hmm. out of the West mm-hmm. because let's face it, Oklahoma City's not playing great ball, neither is San Antonio. The Clippers could easily yeah. came out of there as is Portland who Portland is my surprise team coming out of the West this year. I to come out of the Western Conference is going to the finals. So that's okay. I say Portland Heat. Um Portland. but yeah, just disturbing um story. Just I mean, just wow. Wow. It's it's been a really crazy week of old white racist men. I mean last week it was that uh, rancher, Clive and Bundy, saying about the black people should that they didn't ought to pick cotton and, and that's why they're in the, in in the situation that they're in today and now this man with he don't want blacks at his games but it's ah
1: wow. it's crazy. It's crazy.
6: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh I wanna just mention also um congratulations to LeBron James and the Miami Heat. They swept Charlotte so they slept in four 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 games to nothing. So um they're just waiting on the winner of the um of the Nets Toronto Raptors game. So um sh- shout out up LeBron, way Bosch, good job. Also um I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. The Atlanta Hawks who are um, playing now in game 5. You know that the series is tied two games apiece. The Hawks had a 30-point lead in this game and now they're they're up by 11 points with 5 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Um yeah, I I'm like is the Pacers that bad or the Hawks that bad, you know, to have a to, to have a 30-point um to to just to be down 30 points Against the Hawks, who are not a good team, and okay. pretty much stumbled into the playoffs. And the Pacers are on record the best team in the East. On record, they they they're they're um better than the Heat. On record, I'm not saying that they're a better team because they are not. But on record, they are they are the number one um, seed in the East, and they were down by 30 points by the Hawks. Um, to the Hawks, they'll probably end up winning this game. The Pacers. I, I just don't think that that the Hawks will actually um, hold this lead just be, just because they're the Hawks, but um, that just tells you either how bad the Hawks are or how bad the um, Pacers are. Just want to mention that. Um, that's pretty much it, man. What's going on in the world of sports, man? This um, this um, Sterling thing has, has just taken over. It's
7: yeah, massive.
6: yeah, it's massive. It's massive. So I'll be waiting to hear what what the um, NBA. Says tomorrow about um about what um, further further action that it's going to take. So, and once I hear about it, I will definitely talk about it next week.
1: All right, Aaron. As always, appreciate you. And I'll thank be you, brother. To tomorrow.
6: Oh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it.
1: All right.
2: Uh, All right, Aaron. Get some rest.
6: Thank you, Miss Parker. Now, appreciate it.
2: Miss Parker, don't you
1: want to discuss the entertainment news?
2: Um, do we have time for anything else?
1: Yeah, we have we have a few minutes. We've done a commercial.
2: Okay. I just read an article earlier um, about a cop in um, in Tennessee choking. He was called on camera choking this college student, and they were arresting. What the, I mean, what, uh, is, what is wrong with
1: these people? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy.
2: I don't understand. Mm. Like he's just like they're putting the guy in handcuffs, he's not fighting or moving or anything, he's just standing there and this guy is just standing in front of him. The other cop just stood in front of him and just start choking him. I mm. I was like, and he choked the guy until he passes out. Wow. That's crazy. I just can't understand people. I just don't I, I, I don't
1: get it. I don't get
2: it. I
1: don't get
2: it. What made you think that was okay? You walk up and do I'm about to choke him so he passed out? Like what? <laughs> What made you think that was okay? Mm,
3: mm, mm. Anyways,
2: Let me ask you a question. entertainment yeah. news quickly: Beyonce and Jay Z are going on yeah. going to start this uh, summer, so you know the tickets are already. uh Oh sorry, excuse me. I'm so tired. They're not on um, sale yet, but I'm they sure somebody hands on them, and, and they're going to be probably crazy. So mm-hmm,
1: uh,
3: mm-hmm.
2: should be a good show, but getting tickets should be um, something else. Um,
1: well. Congratulations to Beyonce! She just completed her Mrs. Carter world tour, and uh, she grossed over 200 million dollars and um, is the highest paid black entertainer of all time. She just wow. Uh, became. Wow!
2: Awesome. for mm-hmm.
1: awesome real. Did you watch half uh, Halfwize reunion part two yesterday?
2: Yeah, kind of. I was just, thinking, you know, I was still recovering from my run and, um,
1: Right.
2: Yeah. And, no, but yeah, I watched. I watched most of it. I just wish things would just let go. I don't understand why people try to hold on to friendships that are not working. I just don't get it. I've never been that person. So for me, it's kind of a foreign idea. Like I don't, it doesn't click for me. If Mm -hmm. if friendships are not working, I let it go because I meet people all, all the time. And sometimes friendships are just, they stop where they're meant to stop. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't allow you to grow, if, if it's not uh, being a positive thing in your life, then why hold on so tightly? And I understand people have bonds. You can still love somebody from afar. Um, yeah. I think uh, is just she needs a backbone. She needs mm-hmm. to just let go. Obviously, Nene doesn't care. That's not the friends that she need anyway. So Nene being in her life is not going to be any good to her because Nene is not a good friend.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, and, and my I, my, my, my I bad bad, so I'm just like, just let it go.
1: Yeah, yeah. My thing is if you have problems with everybody, like, you know, everyone on the show needs had a problem with everyone on the show, she needs to look at herself sometimes, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, I know a lot of it, you know, is what it is, but she's always the catalyst in most of the arguments, you know what
2: I mean? Right. I mean, I know a lot of the stuff is is scripted, but I think a lot of the feelings beyond this, beyond a lot of what Mm -hmm. goes on, is real. And yeah. I always had a negative energy about Nene from the first episode of, of Housewives of Atlanta. I never mm-hmm. liked her. She's not a good yeah. person. I understand why people deal with her. She's just not a good person. She's not. A, she doesn't. She doesn't have any good energy and good vibe mm-hmm. that comes off
3: her.
2: So not loyal. Yeah. If I was if I was Cynthia, I would just you know let it go. Obviously, it's not healthy for her. She's not a good friend. It wouldn't. It's not going to matter.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, before we go to commercial break, I want everyone to go to our Twitter, the Stephen Knight Show, S-H-O, uh, and answer the question of the day, what, would, what do you think should be done to Los Angeles Clippers owner Donald Sterling in retaliation of his racist rant? And we'll read your response at the end of the show. But we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Isma Richards At this.
8: You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk Show. On EOTM Radio. Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to... The Stephen Knight Talk, Talk Show. On EOTM Radio. Radio. The Steven Night Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Only on EOTM Radio.
1: RISING OUT THE ashes OF DEPRESSION is a candid and relatable short tale on Amazon Kindle by a new author, Isma Richards. The author gives a humorous and insightful look into her struggling immigrating to the United States from the Caribbean and how difficult it was for her assimilating to a new culture. Her resulting depression is a humorous platform to showcase the after-effects of her depression, of her personal life. Please help me welcome. Miss Isma Richards. Welcome to the show.
9: Thank you, Susan. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you, Isma. You know, let me tell you before we get into the interview, Isma and I go way back. Isma her way brother back. Colin. Her brother Colin and I were childhood best friends. They lived in the same neighborhood. Nice to always be over there. Isma was like a big sister to me. Um I remember once time. we in I was, the
9: fridge, by the way.
1: Uh, I remember one time I almost I got accused I was accused of stealing from the mall It wasn't me, it was the people I was with And I was too scared to call my mom And I called in but please come get me so, so I'm so glad to have you on the show And, and, and this interview kind of originated From a question of the day Which, you know, we ask every day On my Facebook page And it was about would you ever write a story about You know, based on your personal life And it must, had, our, had written uh you know, rising out of the action of depression. Which I had I had no clue. And I knew I wanted to get you on the show. So tell us about what was your inspiration for writing uh this, this story.
9: Um I suffered from depression in college. Okay. And it was um I I don't know if a lot of my friends know that because you know your friends they know a part of you, but they don't mm-hmm. know everything about you. And um, I met somebody recently, and I realized how closed off emotionally I had become mm-hmm. um, because of the depression. And so then I, you know, I realized, you know, I'm, I'm overcoming depression, but at the same time, I'm still letting depression kinda of rule my life because I you know, I was still not opening up myself to people because I was so mm-hmm. scared of um going back into depression because depression is such um the the triggers to depression.
3: Right, yeah.
9: And ever since I've come out of it I've really tried to maintain like a an even level and not let anybody upset my my level sort of So Mm -hmm. I kind of stay away from people because of that. And, you know, when you talk to people in relationships, it's always like, oh, one day I'm so happy, and then the next day Mm -hmm. I'm so sad. And I didn't think that, you know, that's something I wanted to go through because I I just had this fear that it would put me back into depression. So um, I met somebody, and then it just kind of made me think, you know, Maybe at this point, I'm ready to move on and get out of this prison that I've been in, so then I started writing it It's very short it's it's like a train ride length, and I think at some point i'll try i'll you know when I have time, I'll expand on it, but it was just something that i I had in me that I needed to get out
1: okay, so when you were going through depression, did you know that that's what it was? Did you know why you no. You're doing away no, okay. and
9: you know what's weird is that I was a psychology major.
1: Wow.
3: And
9: I I studied depression. Not only that, when I first started college, um, I had a couple friends who had gone through depression. I had okay. one friend who tried to commit suicide um, my first mm-hmm. day in college. And so it's not like I was um, unfamiliar with it. But for some reason, I never looked at the symptoms I was having as being depression. I thought I'm stressed out and I thought I just I'm studying too much. I mm-hmm. you know, I just I really just thought it was stress and that I was burned out from school. And wow, yeah. um, it just kept it it just kept getting worse and worse and I stopped going to school. I mm. would stay in my bed and if my parents were home I would get up and go to school but I wouldn't go to class if they weren't home I would just stay in it, bed it just started getting so hard to even pull myself out of bed and um, it got to the point where my dad walked in on me one day and I was just crying because that's basically all I would do is just cry and my dad yeah. walked in and then and, um, and he took me to the doctor and they said oh she's, um, she's suffering from clinical depression Mm. So then um, they started, they put sent me to therapy. But at okay. that point, my, my depression was so bad. I mean, it, it had gotten to the point where it was so bad that therapy alone really didn't work. So okay. then I, I went on medication. So it was a combination of medication and therapy, which really got me out of it.
2: Wow, wow.
1: So, once you were out of the depression, I know you said you went to that kind of grace period where you just were too, you didn't want to interact with too many people, you didn't want to go back to that place. What was it that made you finally free yourself from it altogether?
9: You know, I don't know if I'm free from it. I I, okay. I would like to say that I am. I, I was thinking about that earlier, and I, I think I actually started writing and, uh, on it in my book. I don't know if. I don't know for other people, but I don't know if you really actually get over it i I feel like and i I wrote in my book I feel like like it's um like I'm in remission
4: okay right okay. now
9: i I feel like um like it's not something that completely goes away um mm. so for so, for so one thing, it leaves behind so many scars. One of the things with depression is that you have this this self critic That's all talking to you and telling you, Mm -hmm. you you suck, you're horrible, you're ugly, you're not lovable. And that really brings your self-esteem way, way down. And that's not, even if you come out of depression, that's not something that goes away, you know. So even now, I mean, like a part of my needs to help counter the way that my mind thinks. And you know, so even when my mind is telling me that, there's a part of me that's saying, "I know that's depression, I know that's mm-hmm. not that's not true, but then there's of course, there's another part of you that still believes it, you know, even though yeah. you know it's not it's not real, so I mean like i really i I don't know, I think you come out of a major depressive episode, but I don't know if you actually and I think you learn to cope with... To cope with it, with, yeah. You know. cope with it. But I don't know if you actually ever come out of it, you know?
1: Okay, okay. And so how how are you managing it? Are you still in therapy or, are you, you know, what are you doing? No. Okay. It's
9: been, it's been 13 years since I, I was on medication. I was on medication for... I was on medication and in therapy for about five years, which is a really oh. long time wow. for me. Yeah, it is. And yeah. then I... I I when I when I really thought that I'm okay, I'm fine. I um I had to be weaned off of the medication,
3: mm-hmm. the
9: antidepressants, and then um really now it's just about the the techniques that you learn in therapy, um and and the support system. You know, I have a really yeah. strong support system because I'm an introvert. I don't go out. You know me. I don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm always yeah. I'm, I'm it, and that's not a good thing. Or for, for um, people with depression. So one thing I live in my head a lot, and, and depression is a lot about the mind. So you have to really bring yourself out into reality. And my friends do that a lot. They drag me out of the house, even mm-hmm. when I don't want to go out, you know. And so, and I learned to, like, part of my therapy is when you start to say negative things about yourself, you have to figure out a way to change whatever you're saying that's negative into a positive. You know, yeah. so they're just little techniques that they teach you, you know, and just, just just come out. I just have to come out of my head more often, you know. Well, you know I, can,
1: I I am fascinated by your story because, you know, knowing you as long as I did, especially I see you almost every day, you know,
3: mm-hmm. we were
1: coming up, it's like you never know this. Here is my, if you haven't seen a picture, gorgeous woman, very smart, <laughs> very great personality, and you just wouldn't He's know someone. You just it's true. It's true. You never. <laughs> I had a crush back in the day. You know. <laughs> so no, don't don't tell Colin. Don't tell Colin. <laughs> don't tell Colin. But but I'm saying you would never know that you know this is something you're going through. So when you yeah. when
9: you, and I think that's talk. kind of the coping coping um, mechanism too. Because mm-hmm. I think what I do a lot is if my friends will tell you I'm like if we go out I am the funniest person I talk mm. a lot but mm-hmm. it's really it's it doesn't come naturally to me. It's a it's a coping mechanism that I feel like I have to do that because okay. if not I'm gonna go the complete opposite way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So once you're released is Not the Ash of Depression, what was some of the feedback you got?
9: Oh, really, really, really great. Um my friends, um and they told their friends and, you know, their friends and um really, really very good. The the um a lot of it was surprise because, as you said, if you know me, people would not think that I've gone through this. People well, I, don't know yeah. that part of, about me. So a lot of it was do you know me. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I've, I've had a lot of good feedback from people that suffer from depression, um, mm. you know, because everybody's story is different. But there are yeah. always these common um, bonds. Um, that you can, you read into, and it's good to, I I think a part of the reason that I did it is that you don't know, if you're going through this, you don't know what other people are feeling, you don't know that other people are feeling the same way that you're feeling, you know, and it's so good, it's so reassuring to hear that somebody else has gone through something like this and that they've come out of it. I've never been ashamed of having depression, and I know people that you know, family members that would rather that I not say that I suffer from depression, that I not mm-hmm. go through this. But if you do that, it's saying that you're at fault. That that this is something that you did, and it's not something that I did. So right. I don't feel exactly. like I should have to not say anything about it. It's a part of who I am. It's the reason that I am the way that I am right now. You know, the mm-hmm. reason that it's just it it's made me, and I figure. God gave me the depression mm-hmm. to make me into the person that I am today, exactly. so you know and and that's I just want other people to take that away that you can come out of it, even at that point that you think that you're not going to believe me I've gone through that, I have felt like this is just it, I'm not coming out of this, but you do wow. you know you just you just need the support and you need to talk to somebody to um to to get out. Wow.
1: Well, rising out the ashes of the depression is available on Amazon, Kindle. Also, there's a link on our Facebook page of Stephen I Show. I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your incredible story and sharing your story with the world uh, via your your book. So thank you much. Thank success you. To you in the future. Much Thank success you. Thank you, and thank
9: you, and I'm I'm proud of you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that <laughs> a lot. I really do. Thank you, Mama, for that. All right. I will. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thank you we we'll right back after
8: this. You're listening to The
1: Steed and Night Talk Show
8: on EOTM Radio. Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Steed and Night Talk Show on EOTM. Radio. The night Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com.
1: International R&B sensation, Kareem Boreana, is a hot music producer, singer-songwriter based in Switzerland. On stage, Kareem's remarkable voice gives you the shivers, and together with his live band, he is sure to keep the house rocking. He has enthused audiences as an opening act for many notable artists, including Grammy Award-winning Neo. Please help me welcome Kareem. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, hey, hey.
7: How
1: y'all doing out there? Thanks so much for that introduction. Yes, um, sir. Thanks for joining us. here. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely thank you for, uh, for joining us tonight. And I know that you're, you're currently on a promotional tour right now. How's that going?
7: Exactly, yeah. Uh, I'm here since a month. And um, I, I I switched management. Um, I, I I met this beautiful um, manager, Susan Dilworth from Dilworth PR, and um, okay. we just decided we just decided to extend um, the whole music thing that I'm doing and get straight overseas. And that's what I'm here for. Atlanta is a beautiful city, and um, we had a lot of um, interviews, promo shows already um, around the city. So I'm so I'm very happy to be here.
1: Wow. Well, we're definitely glad to have you here. So, tell us about how growing up in football. Uh, Switzerland. Like Switzerland?
7: Your, your, mm-hmm. My my home base is a beautiful country, um, but it's very small. So, so if you want to do, um, if you have international ambitions, um, then Germany is, is is just one of the neighbor countries. France is there. Italy is there. So you have. Um, a bigger territory when it comes to all of Europe and Switzerland is pretty much in the middle. So, um, you know, that's, that's one part of the world where I'm placing my music, where I'm working, but um, I always wanted to come overseas and I found the right management and person to do that. Um, wow. So, so that's why I'm there. But Switzerland is a beautiful country, but it's just very, very small. It's like, um, I think Georgia has more, that people live in here actually than all of Switzerland. So, oh wow, you know, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And so, who are some of your earlier, uh, your early influence, childhood influences, music? Oh,
7: there's, there's many, but, but there's like one word, and it's called Motown. Um ah, Motown, yeah. the Motown era. Um, you know, my parents, they were they were great uh, lovers of, of of soul music, and and mm-hmm. they had a really big collection of LPs at home and as a as a as a kid as I, I just always wanted to be like Michael Jackson and I got mm-hmm. all of this town influence. So that's the biggest musical influence that I had and then, you know, rock music, the rock music era came on and and um R. Kelly was, was always a big inspiration for me as a songwriter and composer too. Um, wow. Lenny Kravitz, Phil Collins, you know, like those people that, that reinvented music, kind of. Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. was a big rock group for me. I have an older sister, so she, she kind of, you know, also had an influence on me musically. Terrence Trent Darby, if anybody remembers this big, big man with a big, big voice. Those mm-hmm. those kinds of people are, are, are very, very inspiring and kind of role models. Prince. Prince, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah so... so. So tell us how you got obviously you had your influences but when did you start singing and when did you know that you were good, and this is what you wanted to do um probably around ten eleven years
7: old, I always danced I always mm-hmm. danced Michael Jackson thing, and I remember my parents would would invite some people over it's like oh our son is dancing so i'll be t- dancing on the table in the living room that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but then but then i kind of recognized that i had a singing voice and I also um you know growing up with the the swiss german language the german language and also english because my dad um you know only spoke english when he came uh, to switzerland um it kind of also inspired me to, to write lyrics at a young age already and um it was with twelve, I, I I wrote my first sort of song or lyric, and and I had um, this record player where I I was always on on the run and on the search of instrumentals, which was not so easy. <laughs> right, back, um, yeah. um, you know, ten ten fifteen years ago, it's not like today mm-hmm. you'll find every instrumental. So if I find right. one. I would I would try to sing the song on that instrumental and record myself, and that's how I kind of found out, whoa, I actually sound pretty good. You know? <laughs> I
1: can do that. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I found out. Okay. And so you start performing, and, and what's the reaction when you first start performing? Do you remember your first performance, your first live performance?
7: Um, yes, I do. Um, it's That was um, a local gig in my hometown, and um, my first crew i had a crew there i wasn't um solo i had a crew we had this hip-hop crew and i was the singer of this hip-hop crew we had a break dance um combo so we had to, like we tried to bring back the four elements of hip-hop actually that was our goal and our first performance was in my hometown and i was so nervous like mm-hmm. i was crazy okay. nervous but um <laughs> but i that the reactions were were very positive, and 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 that made me confident for the future. Definitely, that was um, kind of important that I that I found out that that reaction was very positive. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: you, so you've been you know opening act for a lot of big artists, including uh, Neo. How did that happen?
7: Uh, Neo was in Zurich. Um, so um, I was, you know, kind of establishing myself as an artist in Switzerland, and and that just fit perfectly well. So I opened up for him, and um, I also um, opened up for Montel Jordan, who I appreciate oh, wow. a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
7: uh he he was amazing, very nice person. He's very um, nice. He's
1: been on the show. He, very nice
7: guy. He he actually came up to me when I had sound, when I was at Soundcheck, and I have this uh-huh. song song called love kitchen and i i was just on stage and i saw this like really tall dude and i'm like
3: that montel oh that's
7: montel jordan so he comes up You're and he's right. like i like that song what's it called love <laughs> kitchen I re, I re, it's, i'm not making this up yeah like uh, that's that's my memory <laughs> i will always wow that. right now they that said it yeah that's kind of that's kind of um, a very sweet memory um because he also, like, that, during that time, uh, Let's Ride and, and, and all of those tracks, like, they inspired me a lot.
1: hmm hmm So um, what do you have? What are you working on currently? Do you have anything that you're working on at this point?
7: Um,
1: yeah. I'm, uh, right now
7: I'm in the studio with L-Rock. L-Rock um, is the producer of Usher's Yeah, and he did a lot of um, tracks for Janet Jackson, some for Mariah Carey for the So So Deaf um crew, and I, I, I'm honored to to, to, to be working with, with, with someone like him. He's a great musician and an amazing producer. Um, we're working on two tracks right now and um, working on the album um, and also on two singles. Um, the first singles most probably will be called So Dangerous. Um, that's one okay. of the tracks that I'm, that I'm working on with L Rock. Um, so yeah, we're we're, we're rocking and rising right now. Like you know, just working a lot, um, placing a lot, and and
1: making our way through Atlanta and beyond. Yes, sir. Well, listen, I I want to thank you so much for taking the time to to join us tonight. You know, I I think the, the sky's the limit for you. You know, very talented guy, and uh, thank I you know so much. we'll be hearing we'll be hearing a lot more from you uh, in upcoming. Uh, up uh, in the in the future, in the future definitely. So, oh well, uh, yes. <laughs> Anything you want to tell the listeners here in Atlanta and, and uh, listeners we have listeners uh, worldwide? Anyone, you, anything you want to tell them about you? Before you go. It's on me, right?
7: Yeah. Okay, um, I just want to um, give a big shout out to my management, Dilworth PR, and Full Circle Dream Team Cream. Um, that I have here in Atlanta, um, a big shout-out to my family back home who's always been there, always supported me, my three brothers, Julian, Kim, and Lenny, my beautiful sister Angie, um, my parents, my crew at home, and my home base, my music studio, Brownie, Nick, Kevin, my whole band, um, everybody that I missed out, um, you know who you are, and I appreciate your love and support. We are rocking and rising right now overseas all over the world. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you, and all the best. Thanks. All right. And for more information about Kareem, uh, please visit our Facebook page, or you can go to soundcloud.com. He's on there. There's a link on our page. We'll be right back after this.
8: You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM. Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to the Stephen Knight Talk, Talk, show. Talk show on EOTM Radio. Radio. The Stephen Night Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to the show. Before we go into the playlist, I want to uh, read some of the responses from the question of the day. The question, excuse me. The question was: What do you think should be done uh, to Los Angeles Clippers owner Donald Sterling in retaliation of his racist rant? And Angela said, "Old mindsets are infectious. We must do all we can to undo the harmful effects of racism. Uh, he should sell his team, or all the players should boycott, not play until the team is re- reassigned." Sterling needs a power balance. He needs to be made the minority. Uh, Will says he should be he should be provided with sensitivity training just like any other managers. Uh, then arrange outreach to disadvantaged groups to provide service, scholarships, et cetera. The commissioner can make it happen. Sterling is not the first and won't be the last. He needs to give Bigot, we need to give bigots the tools to create diversity mindset. Uh, for future, for the future, it should be a requirement for any prospective owner to participate in diversity awareness training and sign an MOU pledging fairness to all base of race, gender, religion to all protected groups. And then he goes on. See, Nathan says, boycott all products and games of the Clippers, boycott the companies that support the Clippers, cut off the share of funds from the NBA um, and to spend him for life, being that he is 80, might not be too long. And then Teddy said, nothing. If we, black people, do nothing, nothing should happen to him. Uh, N word ain't got no fight in his belly. He quoted from uh, Sluggers and Slaves. And uh, there are more, but I'm going to the playlist. <laughs> um, thank you for those who did weigh in on the question of the day. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. But now it is time to go into to Stephen's playlist. Did you know we receive music? from people all over the country want to be featured in this segment. Each week we select ours to play on our playlist. And remember, if you're, well, if you're interested in being on the playlist, please email us at the show at gmail.com. Attach one or two songs, Goodbye, and one or two promotional pictures. Remember that all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no curse. We definitely look forward to hearing I'm going to start running my mouth. And then get it started. Check it out and enjoy Steven's Playlist.
3: The
0: girls could travel Where to church them Do it with a tongue. No cheating, Hang with the guy, Hang with the girl. Stay up all night No sleeping Hang by the bar She done babysit You can keep up Keep pouring Make it stronger want to taste it All the liquor No chasing Make it stronger I can take it take my liquor, Made of plastic I might be drunk But I bet I'm not billion and butter I love the way I saw the three, but it's a dance floor. So I'm getting sick of the IP. It's going down. me.
4: Chemistry miss y'all. do
3: you
0: ever dream of? Mm-hmm. Have you ever loved someone? So much you thought you'd have given so much of yourself.
8: Call me by my government real tall. I be thugging it. She be loving it. I don't need a gun. Bang. I'm a son of it. Had a lot of chicks, but ain't none of them live. That's sitting right when it's in that design Yeah, my shorty's a rider. Yeah, my shorty's a rider. If I pull a drive, I'll the getaway.
0: Man, working hard and Got a master plan to a future. You and me, babe. Don't you understand? I'm going down for you I'm going down for me You know it You know See we gotta go with this magic. I got the key to provide a future family you times before, you know I'm about the score, you know it, I've done told you times before. I done? Tell me,
1: Richards and Kareem wish you all success. Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. God
3: bless. <laughs>
0: Girl, I'm on my way. EOTM Radio. Entrepreneurs on the moon. Reshaping lives for a better tomorrow.